They're very happy, okay? Yeah, exactly. Also, I've seen the, the mock-ups of what Messi's house may look like in Miami that an architect is trying to build. That brings happiness, too. Just trust me on that. Rob Brown's the co-host of BetQL's Bet for the Cycle. He jumps on with us, and we could talk about Messi's house if you want. I don't know if you've actually seen the mock-ups of that. Uh, it's absolutely incredible. Shohei Otani could buy a very similar house this offseason, even if he doesn't get the contract that he's maybe expecting because teams look at him as just a hitter for the next year or so. Uh, look, there's a lot, obviously, going, going on with this, between the contract, uh, his health, uh, what the surgery could be like. How, just what do you see in sort of the next stages for Shohei Otani the rest of the season and then as we head into the offseason? Well, let me start by saying, fellas, I absolutely believe that money can't buy happiness. It can buy me a lot of things that make me happy, though, right? Like, <laughs> as you pointed out, nobody on a yacht has ever frowned. That's just no. reality. Now, this whole thing's interesting, right? Because you lose Shohei as a pitcher, but we saw what Shohei can do, but we don't know if Shohei's going to be able to do that coming back off this injury. The good news is I had somebody on my show today that I was talking to about this, and the good news is this injury is far and away not the worst thing that can happen to a pitcher. This is an injury that is caused by repetition, by repeated use of the little ligament that runs on the inside of the elbow. And there is, from my understanding, I am not a doctor, nor did I stay in a Holiday Inn Express last night, <laughs> there is a minor possibility that Shohei could go through this, come back from this, and not even require surgery. I mean, this honestly could be, it would be a lot of rest, but it could be something that is capable of taking care of itself if it was not a full-on tear or a separation of the UCL. So, uh, again, I'm not an orthopedic surgeon. I don't want to wager a guess. I didn't go to med school. I was way too dumb for that. But I can read Wikipedia, and it sounds to me like there's a chance he might be able to come back as a pitcher. Either way, you got to think that the contract number's down, right? Because if this is something that is going to take away from his ability as a pitcher, the reason Shohei was looking at potentially a $600 million contract is because he is a guy who can lead MLB in home runs and he's a guy who can also go out there and win Cy Young's. And if one of those two things is taken away from him, now he's just a really great hitter, but there's a lot of really great hitters. So, you know, I'm, I'm, this is probably, and I mean this, it's going to sound like I'm going over the top, like hyperbole here, but this really could be the most expensive injury in the history of sports. Hmm. Sincerely. Do you think that there's any chance now that maybe – we were talking about this because obviously this just went down a couple of, I mean, 24 hours ago, not even, but any chance that maybe he signs a short-term deal with the Angels? Do you think maybe there's a chance that he does end up where some, somewhere like Seattle for a couple of years? I just, I don't know where he ends up now. You, you know what I'm saying? Like, it seemed like a foregone conclusion he was going to be a Los Angeles Dodger. We talked about that as well, but do you think this changes maybe his landing spot at all? So Cody Decker and I have had this conversation a bunch of times, and the answer here, or the thought I have is, I don't know. You don't know. Shohei doesn't know. Because we don't know what teams are going to be willing to put on the table, right? Yeah. Like, yes, we all immediately, I think all of us immediately thought the Dodgers are the team that make the sense. They're the team that does not mind spending that money. They've made some room over the last couple of years for a contract like Shohei Otani's. It has felt like the Dodgers are the premier case. But who's to say after they offloaded so many contracts that Steve Cohen doesn't lose his damn mind and bring Shohei to New York? Who's to say that the Chicago Cubs aren't just tired of kind of being close in the central and they don't go out there? <laughs> so, yeah, I know I was going to get somebody very excited there. Uh, there's a lot of teams that could very well be 
in the mix for Shohei Tani. Seattle is one of them. And who knows, who knows who else might throw the hat in the ring. So there's still the chance. But again, the question is, is Shohei the hitter? One of the best hitters in baseball, no doubt. But is Shohei the hitter as attractive as Shohei the hitter and Cy Young Award candidate? And I got to think by default, the answer is no. So, like I said, I mean, I know our job is to speculate. Our job is to take everything and kind of come up with some unique perspectives uh, and ideas about stuff like this. But the reality, fellas, is I don't know, you don't know, they don't know, because we don't know what the hell is going to go next and what owners are going to jump in and potentially take the risk that maybe it is one year and Shohei's right back to form. Or some that go, if I can't guarantee he's going to be able uh, to be Cy Young caliber, that ain't worth 600 or 550 or 500 million for me. And then there's one more thing that I'm going to throw out there just because I love to kick the can. Yeah. Baseball United in the Middle East is a thing now. And Baseball United, if they're willing to throw out contracts to a guy like Shohei, like they are willing to throw out to Ronaldo and Messi and Mbappe and Neymar, and this baseball thing takes off, if they offer Shohei a billion, would he take that? It'd be like the Saudi. They'd be like the live money coming in. And Rob, that's a great answer. yeah, this is and me Rob, putting my tinfoil hat on, fellas. Rob, have they have they started a, a sports betting network yet over there? Because I'd like to know what those contracts would look like too. Yeah, Rob, and, and I, I hate to I hate to do this because man, like I love a good conspiracy theory and I love a good answer, and that's what you just gave us both. But I do have to actually correct you. You said um, love can't buy you happiness, but it did buy Ronald Miller, Cindy Mancini, and you know, bottom love. So <laughs> that's fair. That's fair. Love, she was the she was the hottest. You know what? I had some really inappropriate jokes because we're doing late night radio, but I'm going to save them for Saturday. Sorry, I didn't hey, mean to ruin your show, guys. Really quick, because we keep bringing up like the Dodgers <laughs> with Otani. What if the Dodgers, and even if they won a World Series, they would still spend a bunch of money because they're the Dodgers and they want to win a World Series every year. But man, like you look at that team. Do you think that that maybe would change things because they look like right now the best team in baseball, not named the Atlanta Braves? And I'm kind of coming around on the Dodgers are going to win the World Series this year. Do you think that would change their plans or no? Not at all. Uh, I don't know, right? Because we've talked about this a number of times. Like, the Dodgers are phenomenally good at bringing in guys we think are done. Jason Hayward is a Dodger who's been putting up above-average numbers this year, right? Like, that is just what they do. They They are, for some reason, really good at going to get guys that we all think are done, we all think are over, and then turning them back into superstars. So, you know, I, I again... I don't know. Like, I wish I could give you a better answer. I know that's my job. But, if you're again, if you're the Dodgers and you are looking at guys like Clayton Kershaw who are, I mean, still at top level, but how many years is that guy going to go left? And you're looking at replacing him with a Shohei. I don't know that I, if you put me in that role, right? You make me GM of the Dodgers today. Terrible decision, but let's say it happened. You make me the GM of the Dodgers today. And then you go, Shohei's on the phone for 500 mil, sign the dotted line or don't. If he can't pitch at the level he's pitched at this year, then he's not a $500 million guy, right? I mean, that's just all there is to it. So I I, got to suspect Shohei Otani is going to be under so many medical devices this offseason. It's going to look like an old episode of The Million Dollar Man because somebody's got to figure out, are we going to be the one that takes the gamble to pay this guy a half of a billion dollars and then find out in six months that he can't pitch like he used to? In which case, you just paid a lot of money for a guy who does what Matt Olson does. 
I mean, it's just going to add more and more intrigue and layers of confusion and storyline to this that it's only going to be the biggest story in the history of baseball. Just his contract alone. It's unbelievable. Talking to Rob Brown, BetMGM tonight. I'm fascinated by this National League wildcard race because you got the Phillies two and a half games up for the first spot. you got the Cubs right at—sorry, our Cubs, Ryan. Our Cubbies. Our Cubbies. Our Cubbies. And the Reds in those last two spots. The Giants and Diamondbacks are a half game back. The Marlins are two back. And I know it's laughable, but the Padres are six back, and they got a lot of guys that can hit a baseball. So, like, I don't know. Maybe there's a chance. Probably not. Let's be honest with ourselves here. But how do you see the National League wild card looking when the regular season's done? Well, you can, first off, don't sleep on, on the Phillies, right? They are doing exactly what they did last year. That is, get progressively hotter towards the end of the season. And, hey, with 69 wins right now for Miami... They would be in second place in the West. They would be a half game back in the Central. The biggest problem the Philadelphia Phillies have is that they have the best team in baseball in the Atlanta Braves in that same division. But the Phillies are getting hot at the right time. I told you guys last time I was on, I'm not falling asleep on the Miami Marlins. They have given a couple of games back to Philly. They're down at 65. but uh, and, and by the way, played this past week. Went four and six in the last 10. The worst that they have been since that first week and a half back from the All-Star break. But I asked Cody Decker last Saturday, and I would ask you guys the same thing, despite the fact that my guy Ryan Horvat, the last time I hosted this show with him, was like ready to jump off of tall Chicago buildings (laughs) talking about his dubs. Sincerely, why not Chicago? I came on the show the week after the deadline, and I told you guys that I thought the pickup uh, at third base that the Cubs made was the biggest free agent, or excuse me, the biggest trade deadline pickup in Candelario that nobody talked about. And look at this lineup. They were able to fill the one spot they had a week back. The lineup 1-9 to nine is now producing consistently. 6-4 and four in the last 10. The Brewers outpaced them by one. Why not the Chicago Cubs? I actually really like the Chicago Cubs. Now, the Reds have looked a little better lately, right? Like the last week, they've kind of found some of that juice, some of that energy that they had going into the All-Star break. And Ellie De La Cruz is, again, a freaking wizard God. on the baseball diamond. He's unbelievable. But... The Cubs are a better team. The Cubs have better pitching. The Cubs are just as good with the bats top to bottom. I think the Cubs can get there, and I'm not sleeping on the Arizona Diamondbacks, right? I think I told you that last time I was on as well. This Diamondbacks team is young, and I think that they're kind of hitting their growing stages portion of the season. Like, this is where the heat's starting to get turned up a little bit, and some younger teams slow down. Uh, Giants, I'm not super worried about. Again, if the Padres haven't learned how to play baseball after 128 baseball games, like, what am I, like, what's going to convince me that they're just going to find something in the last 30, 50 games of the year, whatever it is? So, as of right now, I think the Phillies are in. I think the Cubs can get there. I think the Diamondbacks are a possibility. And again, don't be shocked if the Marlins find a little something to pull it all together towards the end of the regular season. I know. It's, we laugh and we look at the Padres and the talent they have, and then you go, but wait, at this point, like, they are who they are. It's like thinking somebody's going to yep. change when they're 35 years old. You're like, no, you're probably going to be the same person unless some really big life event happens. You're not going to change the person that you are. All right, quickly in the American League, I want to try to squeeze in at least something week zero with you. we got, like, three minutes left here. Uh, do you, When you look at the Orioles and the Rays, like, this feels like the, the AL East is the Orioles to lose at this point. But it's only a one-and-a-half game lead for them. How Does this division in your eyes also look like the Orioles division to lose at this point, or are you still not counting out the Rays just yet? 
No, I think it is the Orioles division, right? Like we talked about the whole the whole Wander Franco story progressively getting weirder and more depressing as we go along. And listen, that that's going to have a clubhouse impact, man. And at some point, like sometimes it takes a while for changes like that to 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 instill themselves. The Jays just like the Jays just can't find the next gear. They're just hanging right there, but they can't find the next gear. The Red Sox and the Yankees are done. I'm willing to write them off at this yeah. point. Red Sox playing better ball, but I just think they're too far back, ten games or eleven games out at this point. I think it it's the Orioles division to lose. I think if you're looking for a competition to keep you entertained between here and the end of the year, Rangers, Mariners, Astros. That's going to be a three-horse race to the wire, and you might very well see two wild-card spots come, of that, come out of the AL West. All right, we got about two minutes here, so I want to make sure we squeeze in what we can in terms of Week Zero here. Do you have a favorite play or maybe a couple that you really like in Week Zero this weekend? Yeah, I'm gonna start. I'm gonna start with USC. I'm gonna start with USC, and honestly, I, I don't know what the line has moved at today. I didn't look at it since yesterday, but I'm gonna lay whatever I need to lay to pick them. USC's uh, minus USC, thirty and a half right now. I, I'm, I'll, I'll lay them, and it's right. a big lay, I know. But I'm gonna lay. Listen, it's Lincoln Riley's second year there at USC. They do have a Heisman Trophy winner at quarterback, and on top of that, this is the year that Lincoln Riley actually has put his guys, aside from the ones that followed him to Oklahoma, into that system. And the pressure is on USC, right? This is an AP top seven team to start the year. And their fan base has has gelled around this team. So I think Lincoln Riley, we've heard him say it before, like he's a believer in fast start and then stay consistent afterwards. And I think they are going to go out there looking for a boat race. Uh, I'm also going to uh, go ahead and lay the points and take Notre Dame over Navy and Dublin as well. Marcus Freeman looks so much dramatically more comfortable in that role after weathering the storm and the roller coaster they had last year. Uh, Navy's got a new coach. They've got a roster that is built for a triple option rush attack, but they've got a new offensive coordinator who runs the spread. By default, I don't think that offense is going to score more than like six, nine points in that game. So as much as I hate to say, look at the big thick branch I'm out here on, give me the two biggest teams of the day and I'm laying the points with both of them. 